0: being able to say, okay, you know what? This friendship doesn't serve me anymore. I'm gonna focus my energy on the ones that do because friendships do require a lot of energy, any kind of relationship does. So you should really invest it on the ones that are also investing that relationship, like that energy into your relationship with them. And just know that you're never alone and you're never You should never feel like you're a pain in the ass, sorry about that word, but you should never feel like you're a pain in the ass for anybody, because that's what friendships are for, that's what friends are for, and that kind of connection is what we all actually want in the core of our humanity.
1: Welcome to Moving Dialogues. I'm SC Augusto-Vertanen, your host, and I created this podcast because I believe in dialogue dialogue is how we connect and share our stories and our stories well they are our superpower so I want to connect with you to share my own personal stories but also introduce some incredible human beings and their powerful narratives that can move your heart but also move you into action I hope this podcast can also help you feel that you are not alone in whatever reality or struggle you might be facing and give you support from afar. I hope this broadcast can also give you tools to help you keep connecting and keep moving, no matter what. So let's connect, and let's get moving. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining me yet again for another episode of Moving Dialogues. Firstly, I just want to say thank you everyone who has listened. Thank you everyone who has sent me their feedback on how these stories from my podcast have impacted for your life. Like truly, I I love to hear your stories and I love to hear how this show keeps serving you. So please keep connecting. Please keep sharing those stories with me. They truly mean the world to me. They will mean the world to me. And also please share. Sharing is caring. So I really hope that if you if one of your one of my episodes really resonate with you, that that you share to someone who might be needing it. Because to be sharing these stories also means that we can share the wisdom and insight of them that can also light the way for others. And that's really my why, why I do this, to really provide these kind of conversations that can support people even from afar. Okay, so without further ado, I'm just gonna jump right into today's episode um today's conversation is a very special one for me and I'm so 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 stoked because one of my best friend is here to- here today one of my best friends is here and interestingly enough she is a friend with whom I have never ever actually hung out in person yes you heard me right so as we live with this time of self-isolation right now um we can feel very disconnected from from many people in our lives whether it's our family or friends because we cannot meet meet up with them however even if you are in this kind of distance you know relation whether it's with friends or even a romantic relationship it doesn't mean that you cannot connect and evolve a relationship very meaningful relationship from afar and this friendship that i have with anna castillo my amazing 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 friend is really an embodiment of this kind of connection.
0: Anna, welcome to the show! Hi! Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that we get to
1: connect with, like, this way. I think this is going to be a very cathartic way for us to kind of go back, you know, down the memory lane. for sure <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous <laughs> oh no need to be nervous I, i'm just and this is what i really want want these episodes to really feel like like a natural conversation so i'm sure once we just get going with this it's gonna feel like one of our normal conversations through voice oh notes, yes. Right? <laughs> yes, yes um okay so how i think i'm this will go just to give listeners a little bit of you know heads up so what me and anna were gonna do we're gonna first share our story we're gonna share like how did we meet how did it all get started and then kind of getting into the fact how did we actually start connecting on a deeper level how did we build our friendship from the distance and also in the end kind of go through how have we really been there for one another in the rough times because i think right now with COVID 19 many people are going through really rough times. And even if, if you're listening to this episode and we are way past the COVID-19 situation, all of us go through rough times. And sometimes we might need those people from afar. So I hope that this episode can really serve in a way that how can you really be there, even if you are not present in person? Okay, so Let's begin by Anna, lovely human being you. Could you introduce yourself just a little bit, just tell a about, little about, about your background and stuff so people can kind of know who are they listening to?
0: All right. Uh, so my name is Ana Castillo. I am originally from Medellin, Colombia, and I want to study acting, which is my long life dream. Uh, at Lindenwood University, which is the same university that you went to. Mm -hmm. Um, However, we were not friends in the university, so that was funny. Uh, Then when I graduated, I went to L.A., um, to work there as an actor, and that was very fulfilling to me. And then you went there, and, like. I feel like we're chasing each other, <laughs> uh, which is really, really fun. But now I'm in Colombia. Right now I've been in Colombia eh, for about three years now. And yeah, I, it amazes me. It amazes me, really, how we we've, we've never stopped talking since we began our friendship after college which is
1: funny i know it it is and and that's the thing like like you mentioned that we we went to same college in saint charles missouri colindawood university we were there at the same time and you and i we both were the kind of like overachiever students like we were doing so much like so much so i was a journalism major and obviously, Anna, as she just told, was in acting in theater. Well, I also was a theater minor. So I was also dipping into the theater department where I kind of saw her. But then also you were kind of dipping into my journalism, you know, department. Because you were started writing at the very end. But I'm just,
0: I'm just trying right. to think,
1: like, do you remember how did we actually meet?
0: <laughs> I think it had something to do with the newspaper. Okay, so I'm also a digital cinema arts uh, minor. And like you said, I'm very, like, I'm an overachiever, like you, like, very curious. And I had never written for newspapers, so I volunteered at the newspaper in the university. And I think you were my boss at some point. Like, (laughs) I think that's how we met. I don't actually remember the specific day or anything, just because he was so casual. Um, but I don't know if it was through theater or through the newspaper. I think,
1: I think what happened was cause we were aware of each other. Like we yeah. we knew each other and obviously I had gone to see all the shows and you were acting in the shows and, and I was aware of you and we acknowledged each other. We said hi, but we were just not friends. And then you started, it was like the last semester for you because mm-hmm. Anna graduated, did you graduate semester earlier than me or a year earlier? Which year did you graduate
0: in? I graduated May 2016.
1: Ah, so it was actually a year and a half before me. Okay, okay, that makes sense, actually. That makes, oh, I didn't, I do not remember that, actually. Um, so I think it was the last, last semester for you that you volunteered. And I remember that, it must have been that spring 2016. I was, I think I was the arts and entertainment editor at the time.
0: I. right. Think, because I was what, writing for culture.
1: Yeah, and that was the... Yeah, it was culture or arts and entertainment. They changed the name. I don't remember. But but yeah, you were... I think you were writing for me as well. And then I was yeah, editing. you were my boss. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting dynamic between in our friends. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but that, that's the thing. So we knew of each other. We worked together. And I just knew that you were this hustler and, and guys... If you haven't seen Anna's work yet, you will. She will win an Oscar, I'll, I'll tell you. Like, she's an amazing, amazing, amazing actress. You were back then, and the way that you've evolved to today is mind-blowing. But And it's interesting because, actually, you graduated, and then, like you said, you went to Los Angeles after that. Um, yes. I was still at, in college, and I actually wrote a story about Anna and her going. <laughs> To LA for the first time. And that's the first time that we actually like started like connecting more deeply. You were sharing me this experience and how LA was. And um and yeah, I, I just I never would have thought that actually that moment of us connecting over I think we connected over Skype actually. Funnily enough. We did a Skype. Yeah. And uh and I would have never thought that from that, that's like a beginning. And we didn't even know how me writing a story about your LA adventure would be another like LA would mean so much for both of us isn't that crazy
0: it's insane but i also think it it can happen just because LA itself has such an energy like that it's weird to explain and i like you lived there so you know it um but it makes us feel so freaking alone and at the same time like a little bit overwhelmed with what's happening so i think we like once you find a common ground with someone within that I guess brokenness if Mm -hmm. you could call it that um it's very easy to just connect in a deeper level than usual but it was uh, just really funny and it was something that I was not expecting for sure
1: Mm -hmm. and actually I really want you to share if you want of course I remember that in the story you were let's say a listener is out there and this is interesting because both of us are international students we were international students me from finland you from colombia we went to the states and then for us to when you complete a degree in the united states you get something called opt which allows you to work uh in the united states for one year which is what both anna and i did so if just thinking of if there's someone another international student someone who is thinking about just generally just moving to LA or moving to any other big city to kind of follow their dream can you please tell about that experience a little bit that you had dreamed about Hollywood and and all these things and you you know the story I'm going to refer to you know the first time that you went to Hollywood like can you just tell about a little bit more about that love to love you to share that
0: well actually I went to LA before moving there uh And I went for a summer to do, like, a summer workshop with the Groundlings for Improv Theatre. So I went there, and I remember I got there one day, and then the next day I was like, okay, I'm going to the Hollywood Boulevard, like, where the Oscars are done, like, every year. And so I was super excited, and I go to, like the Walk of Fame and all of these things at 7am so I went at 7am it was a very great day like it was going to (laughs) rain and I go there before any of the tourists are there and it just smells like piss, all of the homeless people are waking up and like honestly it's really not beautiful like the stars are like, people just like step on them, it's Like, I just started crying. I just started crying in the middle of Hollywood Boulevard my first day in L.A. just because it wasn't at all what I pictured in my head. It wasn't, you know, this sort of Beverly Hills vibe that they they put in the movies because they make you think that everything looks like Beverly Hills, but it's actually not pretty. I learned to love it afterwards, but... It was it was so disappointing that like, I actually wanted to leave after that day. It took me a while to get to like LA.
1: Mm. How do you think in retrospect that moment was kind of defining cuz like you said you wanted to leave and mm. and as you mentioned LA can be very it can be very intimidating like any big city you go out there but in LA especially there's this kind of people go there to like, you know, get to their dreams and it can be sometimes not always the best people not always the best environment because there's a lot of pressure as well um how do you think that moment like experiencing and not like your (laughs) dream of hollywood and and everything (laughs) was kind of crushed with this reality but how do you turn into this kind of um cathartic thing to think afterwards that you spend the year in la like what was that beginning of kind of leading into your year in LA and how did that end up being for you?
0: Well, you know, to me, it represented a lot of what LA is. It's not what you expect. And I think many people do not tell you that. And I think I told you that when you were going to LA. I'm like, don't expect too much of it because you'll be disappointed. And I think that was a very good life lesson for me is not to have expectations because then... Anything you do in life, if you have expectations, you will always be disappointed, because especially when you're an artist, your imagination just flies so high that there's no way that reality can catch up. So for me, it was like I had these really high expectations, of course, from what I had seen in movies, and I had such high expectations to what was supposed to happen um, with my life in L.A., Uh, but... This was before I moved there. So it was before I had even decided that I was going to live in L.A. after, you know, like after college. But it also taught me that first impressions, though they are important, they don't mean everything. And it doesn't mean that just like your preconceived notion for what you saw it's everything that you're gonna see in the next time. Especially with a city that is so big, that is so full of lives, so full of people. You can meet really amazing people. You can see a really, amaz- really amazing places. Like I said, like um, Beverly Hills is actually, like they painted in the movies, is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, it was just like a very, even though it was a rough beginning, it was a very good beginning. To prepare me for what was coming and to really ground me and see that this stars, this Hollywood life that I had always seen and I had always sort of wanted was just another human experience. It wasn't out of this world, you know, mm-hmm. though sometimes it can be.
1: Absolutely. And I love that you touch on the fact to like being like not having expectations because expectations you you kind of often you set yourself up for disappointment because very Mm -hmm. very very rare occasions it will be what you imagine in your in your head so it's much better to go into situations just with an open heart and let's see what happens let's just but but it's harder to do especially something like hollywood i mean especially for me actually interestingly enough um but i think actually this came to me for me, because I had written that story and you had told me about the fact that it smelled like piss and it was horrible and it, there were homeless people because I had written that story and you had told me about that. The moment when I went to like the Walk of Fame, I knew to expect that. Mm-hmm. I knew that it was... Okay, okay, Anna told me that it's not going to be particularly pretty and I was ready for it and that's why I had a most lovely experience. I was ready for, okay, it's not going to be that kind of glamorous and amazing... But then I just still took it in as it was. And I was like, oh, my God, like these, you know, these stars on the ground. And oh, my God, Dolby Theater and the Oscars. Oh, my God. Like, so I think thanks to you, my first experience of of Hollywood Boulevard was actually much, much better. So thank you very much.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think like the other thing with expectations is also not selling yourself short, like not expecting the worst, because I don't think that's healthy either. But just like I gave you a realistic point of view. I gave you what I actually experienced. Um, And so you were like, okay, well, that's my base. Like, I know this is what's going to happen. Now I can only enjoy it from there, you know? It's not like, oh, no, now I'm not going to go to L.A. because it smells like piss and there's homeless people. No, it's like, okay, that's what we have. That's what we have to deal with. Uh, So now how am I going to enjoy this? Uh, now that I'm here, right? Like, I think, because I think you have a very positive outlook on things, uh, but it's also based on a reality, which I think helps a lot.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. that that's so good. And yeah, kind of moving, moving from that point, which is to... So you were there from 2016 to 2017. Is that correct? Yes. 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 Okay. So you... I don't remember when did you leave LA exactly sorry that I don't remember this
0: I left um on July 2017
1: yeah okay so I graduated from college December 2017 and then I was January 2018 that you know you you're done with your degree you got the you know got got the certificate actually it took a while to get the certificate but anyway beyond the point you you have the degree the life is ahead of you I was still in St. Louis waiting for my the work permit the OBT and just to give listeners a little bit of um, idea so I had no clue what I was gonna do I had no idea no freaking clue I was out of savings I had no plan I was staying at my friend's place and f- even felt bad staying there for like a month while I was waiting for my work permit. And um, and then I had, like, long story short, I had coffee one day with, uh, actually, he was my news editor. So I was the editor-in-chief of my publication um, in at Lindenwood at my university the last semester. And this friend of mine was my news editor. So we both had graduated. We were with our degrees and applying for jobs at this coffee shop in St. Louis. And I just remember it was like a drop from the universe. Just like a drop from the universe, like a whisper, go to LA, go to LA, go to LA. And then I just like choked around to my friend, like, Hey, what if we just like got into the car and we just drive to LA and we're just going to try to make it. (laughs) Ha ha. Very funny. Three weeks later we were in the car and we were driving through the United States of America and we ended up going to LA. Crazy. Um, And when I got this idea with my friend, I remember I was at my friend's house so staying there at the time and I remember like I thought of you Anna I was oh oh Anna was in LA like Anna can help me and and then I messaged you on Facebook I think Messenger and we started chatting there isn't that correct I think so yeah
0: <laughs> it's, it's such a really weird story weird. I, I don't know it's such a weird story <laughs> Like now remembering it's so weird I know. I know. And it's so
1: lovely to like, just like go down a memory lane. And I'm like, that's what I'm asking. Like, do I remember this? But we started talking and I remember that I was just asking some tips and you gave me some tips. And, um, but I loved that you were so honest with me, like the fact that like, Hey, it's a tough one. Like, you know, you, you, weren't like really polishing or making it all pretty. Like, and what I've loved about our friendship is that honesty that we're, we're so honest with each other. And I think, that's what we've had from that beginning. You weren't polishing LA to me. You said it's going to be tough. It said You said it's going to be challenging. And I appreciated that so, so much. I don't know. What do you remember about that beginning bit?
0: <laughs> well, every time I talk about LA, it's like, I think people have to know that it's such a freaking dark city in a lot of ways, but it's also a city full of dreamers. So I think you have to really get into your head. Like, like when I start explaining LA to people, it's like, okay, like the things that you can see there are either really dark or really amazing. And you have to just be prepared for that. And I like, you know, I like that we started off, like you said, with honesty, because I can't just say like, everything's perfect because it's not. And like that applies for anything in life. Like nothing's really perfect and you have to know both sides of the story. Um, But I remember like you contacting me and I was like, oh, here we go. Another girl going to LA for her OPT. Let's see what we can do. But also like I loved your excitement and it was just so odd because you were just like, yeah, so we're leaving. I don't know, like you, you, you asked me like a few days in advance and we're going to go on a road trip. And I was like, okay, well, she's crazy. That's great. Um, I love it because, like, we match on that, you know? Like, that determination. Like, I also went to LA without any savings or without anything planned, without knowing where I was going to stay, you know? So I think I was like, okay, and I saw a little bit of me and you just a, a few months later after I had left. And I just remember... Like, kind of being like, okay, well, how can I make this so that Essie has a better experience and is able to take in more of what the city is without having to have that, like, struggle at first? And so I remember immediately thinking, okay, who am I going to reference her to? Like, send me your picture, send me your resume. I'm going to send it around so you can have work because I think that's the most important. Important thing is like it's a very expensive city, and I was like, I need her to have work. That's what yeah. I remember the most.
1: Yeah, and and that was, I mean, you were like an angel to me at that time because I went there without, like I said, no job, no no plan. I I did have a place to live at first. Like we were staying at Airbnb for a week, and then we were staying at couch surfing like (laughs) just some random guys, house. I was like, what is this life? What's happening? (laughs) And I had no, no work whatsoever. So the fact also that that you, but also that you recommended me and I know we've discussed this with you that we are very careful, who we recommend. And that's a thing, like we share that, what you said earlier, like that determination. We went there without a plan. We are go-getters. We're big dreamers. We want to make things happen and we're just going to take it by the storm and just go and do it. But also because we have this kind of, what I think is why we're also connected on a deeper level, that we have similar values of that determination and that kind of fire within us. We are in different industries, but we're both creatives. We're artists in our own way. But we had that drive and that passion. But also that you were, and you told this to me, that you're really careful who you recommend. So the fact that you recommended me without guys, listeners, she didn't know me for long. (laughs) So for the fact that you recommended me, just spoke of this kind of, um, it spoke of some sort of trust. There was just some sort of connection I already felt that, wow, like this girl trusts me, that she recommends me to people she work with here and has built relationships with, and she trusts that I will take those relationships and caress them and appreciate them the same way that you did.
0: And I think also a thing that really strengthened our, our friendship, I guess, is the fact that I was still breathing having left LA. I didn't want to leave LA when I left LA and I kind of sort of got closure with LA. Like I'm just realizing this right now is you allowed me to live LA through you for a few more months mm-hmm. to where I could actually close off that chapter of my life and be okay with having left. So that also like whenever you discovered Melrose and like every time you would tell me a story, I would kind of start closing little chapters and like, remember when I went to those places, what I felt, how, you know, like what I did and all of these things. And then just start, you know, completing my grief, I guess, from having left LA. So that was very powerful.
1: Mm. Yeah. And I think similarly, and and that's why I love, love, you know, relationships because, and, and especially having, and and both of us, because we've, studied abroad we have friends all over the world how we can experience and live through you know these relationships all over the world and and you know in our case for you it was that you could live through me you know LA and and say goodbye in a way but also you know, relive those moments that, well, I went to Hollywood for the first time and then I told you about it. And you're like, wow, I remember my time. It wasn't as great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, But also the fact like, um, because I did the most randomest things in in LA and, and you're obviously in the film industry. So you did, but you did modeling as well. But obviously mostly you did acting stuff. But even for me, Like, remember when I told you that I'm going to go direct a short film? (laughs) Yes. It's like the most randomest things. Guys, I I haven't taken any digital cinema classes or anything. I have never, never, ever directed (laughs) anything in my life. But again, the goal gets in nature. And I think it's really important for people to hear that. Don't ever think. And it's interesting that we're having this conversation now, Anna, because, you know, graduation just happened um, and, and the summer is beginning. Um, and regardless, whenever you listen to this, if your graduation is coming up, it's like, don't let your degree alone to define you what you can do. Mm. Because I actually ended up doing majority of the stuff that I didn't do, you know, in college, I actually did way less writing, even though I'm a you know, journalist, journalism degree. I did the Least writing in 2018, while I was in LA, than ever. I was doing photography. I was working with film. I was doing, yeah, these brand ambassador gigs that you connected me with. What else did I do? I did modeling as well, like makeup modeling. You know, like, and I just want to say this: that all the dreamers out there, just like do it all. And also, when you graduate, like have fun. College and university, whether you're in the UK or or in the states. Higher education is so tough and Anna and I know we worked our asses off (laughs) when we were in college. It's so tough on you and it can be so tough on you. So when you're, when you finally graduate, like celebrate life and, and don't let the degree alone to like, Oh, this is what I can do, but just go after your life and wherever you want to go, just go and do it all. Do everything that you want to do. Just like branch out of your comfort zone because That year in LA, and for me to do all these different things, they only added up to my experience. So actually living life and learning. And I'm sure, Anna, you have these kind of stories as well to share.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have a few (laughs) that are crazy. But also, like, listening to you and going back to, like, friendships in the distance, like... Also know who you're connected with in the distance and what kind of friendship that is. You know, because I think for us what has really worked like since you said like we're hustlers, we're like overachievers, we're constantly very curious about going into different subjects. Like I think our kind of friendship is to keep that, like it's the kind of friendship that keeps you in line. That also keeps you exploring, that pushes you forward. And I think it's very, like, something that has really helped me in my life is understanding that one friend doesn't have to do it all. You know, like, you can have friendships to go out, you can have friendships um, to just gossip, and you can have friendships that move you forward. And I think those are the best ones to have in the distance because you just have constant communication. And like, I think with you and I, it's a lot of like, okay, so what are your goals? What are you achieving? Like, and also helping ourselves, like since we're so similar in a lot of ways, helping ourselves be more compassionate. We're our, our own selves. And like, just being like, okay, girl, listen, this is what you have done because we know our everyday life. So I know exactly what you've done and achieved every week. And then you know what i have achieved and then when i'm like oh god i feel so lazy um i'm just sleeping today like i need to get all these things done and you're like anna anna go sleep please please go to sleep (laughs) because you've already done all of these things so i think like for a friendship to work in the distance it's also important for you to know what kind of friendship is it like we have a friendship that if we haven't spoken to each other in two days, we're like, hey, are you okay? Like, what's <laughs> happening? You know, so I think we've gotten to know each other so well in the distance. Like, it's like such a, it's, it's a powerful thing because I'm like, oh wait, she didn't, she texted with a period. Like, I, I think she's mad. Like Essie, what's going on? What's happening? You know, like we already know it just like by the way we talk. Uh, if we're not being to talk at it, we kind of already know how the other person's doing. So some some like something like body language would help when you're next to someone, but you can also get to some to know someone virtually to where you know exactly how they write when they're happy, how they write, when they're sad. And also you learn like touching again on honesty and, and like what we were talking about in the beginning. Like whenever like for example you just want to rant, you're like, I know I don't want any advice in this. I just want to rant. And I'm like, okay. And then you just rant. Or you know like or I'm like, hey, I see like I'm really busy today. I just I cannot talk or I just don't feel like talking about a subject yet. And we respect that. And I think like the that's why our friendship has worked, just because we've been so clear. Like, we don't expect the other person to read our mind. And I think that's just basic uh, when it comes to relationships in general. Like, we tell each other what we need, and we respect those spaces. And it's the fact that we are so similar helps us understand each other even better in that way.
1: Mm. You said so many things in there that I'm just like taking it in. No, but that's, <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. Oh, I'm like, this is so good. <laughs> I'm like, trying to take it in. But like, that's the thing because like, like you said, honesty, that we're always honest with each other, whether that is, I don't want to talk today or I don't feel like it or even, and even the fact that we're, when you're honest, you don't fake, and there's this level of authenticity and truth that we're able to be fully ourselves. I think that is huge. That is huge. But the fact that how we're able to build that connection, that we've found the ability to be, you know, profoundly ourselves—like I can't really explain how it has happened. I mean, I believe in energy. You believe in energy. We believe in the universe. Like sometimes, universe just brings two people together for a reason but I love how you touched on the fact on the compassion and and we did um, the second episode of my podcast. We spoke about self-compassion that. and it's so important, especially for the go-getters like you and I, when, and we have that kind of workaholism just a little bit in there and we need to be careful with it because it can sometimes overdrive and we do too much. And then like, Oh, I'm, Oh, I've been watching Netflix and being lazy for like, couple of hours like yo you can do that (laughs) it's fine it's fine but it is great to have had a friend who even from you being in Colombia and me me being either you know United States at the time but now being in the UK you in Colombia that we're able to even from afar to be there for each other like hey it's okay no take a break um yeah, it's really, it's really something unique. You said so many things in there. I'm trying to remember what you said. I'm like, I was just taking that in. <laughs> well,
0: that's a- well, and also, like, I think with our friendship, we've shown that there's no limits because, like, we have a time difference. Um, and we're also, like, one thing that I think I really like is that we only listen to each other's, like, let's say, WhatsApp audios or we read each other's stories when we actually have time to take it in and respond. Like, I think that's so important to show how much we care for each other. Like, even if I can only do that at 11 p.m. my time, then I'll make sure to listen to your story well and be able to comment on everything that, um, that you said, you know, and all of that stuff. Like, I think that's very important. It's also showing that you care because in the distance, it's so easy to stop caring and to just get focused on the every on the day-to-day things. And I think we've been very alike in that sense where we like to be present. So mm-hmm. I guess right now we're all separated because of the quarantine. But like, for example, when I used to be with my grandma, I was like, Essie, I'm with my grandma. I'm not gonna be texting as much. And so you knew that I wasn't answering you, not because I didn't want to, but because I was being present in that moment. And then when I would get home, I'd be like, hey, okay, I just listened to your audios and blah, 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 and we could keep on talking. So also, like, I think we've been very patient, and since we've been so clear on what we want, because I feel like us humans, we usually are so afraid of being honest, of being, so, like, we would be like, oh, no, 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 like, I've been so busy, that's why I haven't listened to you. Like, with me, it's like, no, listen, I am here with some people, and I want to be present with them. I'll listen later, and we're okay with that. You know, I think that's been very important for us
1: absolutely i agree and and that goes back to the earlier point about communication like you said that we even if you are in the distance and you can still learn to you know like you said the way we write the way we speak obviously voice messages these days are so wonderful because you know in a voice note you're actually able to capture the person's energy and meanings much better i feel like this is also like something if it's something you're afraid that they're not going to be able to receive well or you might not be able to convey something in a text message, just send it in a voice note because you can. they can actually get more meaning out of that. Because when you get tonalities and, and just the voice, I feel like that's helped each other a lot as well. And I know these moments and you were saying about sometimes when you've said something and I couldn't receive it that i was i responded in a very abrupt way i was like ah uh uh-uh. and then we like kind of left it but then later i came back also like taking pauses that sometimes it's better not to dive in that usually can lead to arguments but if you step back from a situation if something triggered you or you just couldn't receive something the other person said whether it's in a friendship or romantic relationship or 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 family this applies to anything if something triggered you is to like step back for a moment and then coming back. And and I've told you like, Anna, I couldn't, sorry, I couldn't receive that. I wasn't ready for that. I responded in a wrong way and I'm sorry. I think that's also part of the honesty with us that, and it's all about just saying your truth. They're like, Hey, sorry, I couldn't receive it. But also being able to acknowledge that, Hey, I didn't do so well. Like, Hey, I didn't respond that well. I'm sorry. I apologize for being very plump with you. I think those have been also very, we just have such a good way also communicating those moments, but also acknowledging if we're like, Hey, sorry, didn't deal with that quite well. I'm sorry. And also that kind of presence too applies what you said that you wanted to be present with your family or your grandma. We need to say those things. If we need space, say it like and you said this too earlier don't assume the other person knows what you want you we Mm -hmm. can't assume we can't assume that but the fact you told me i'm gonna be with my grandma i'm gonna be with her i'm not gonna respond thank you for letting me know because otherwise i probably would have wondered where is she is she okay (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah that was um i don't know do you have anything else add to that before we move on
0: um, no, I think those are like, I've just, you know, those are the things that like sparked sparked in my head like from what you had said before mm-hmm. um, that I just think it's very important to share because it's something that I've actually learned with our friendship is not being afraid of being honest. Like, instead of just taking out excuses and stuff like that, this applies also for people who are next to you, is being honest. I feel like we've gotten so used to just making up excuses, like, hey, no, I cannot go out because I have homework or whatever. And it's like, no, sometimes, like, you don't want to go out because you just don't feel like it. And for us, it's like sometimes, hey, listen, I just don't feel like talking today. And you don't have to have, like, a an amazing reason of why you don't want to talk. You just don't want to talk and you, you respect that. And it's not like it, it doesn't bug you or it doesn't touch you or whatever. And sometimes you need that person, but it's also understanding what where the other person is and knowing how to deal with that. And I feel like we've been really good at that, uh, just being able to be honest with ourselves first and then with the other person and being able to take that. And that's something that I learned, learned with our friendship.
1: Mm. That's so true. And it's like with anything. You need to be honest with yourself first. You need to love yourself first. You need to be authentic with yourself first. Everything starts from ourselves. If we don't. This goes back, back to the, the, my connection work. What I do in coaching. Is that connect within first. And finding that place of truth. And connecting to your heart. And who you are. And then you can take that person the authenticity, the honesty, uh, your self-love also and, and spread that out to the other person. But but yeah, I really, I really one thing that I wanna say is that you've also really taught me about acceptance and also showing me it is okay for me to be me, even with with thoughts that I might consider are big or big dreams or or something like spirituality you know faith all these things and and i think that's also been another realm how we have connected is this kind of a um, I i think which came later on this kind of universal connection and i i believe for both of us and i want to kind of get to the rough patches and talking about some rough times that we have been through and how we've been there with each other but but how do you think this kind of um universal level of connection also has because that's the thing sometimes we, we feel people we feel people living from the far and this might be woo-woo for some people but sometimes we just we sense each other i mean that's energy energy travels even if you are not with you know your other half or your friend energy travels and you can still feel them like you said you're present with them when you do connect you're present and you keep your hundred percent when you're there but um, I don't know. Can we talk a little bit about this kind of universal le- level of connection that we've had? You know what I mean, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think also, like, people come into your life eh, at perfect times. And I think we have learned so much off of each other. I think also because we're such mirrors, so... A lot of the times what like things that are happening to you are the same things that i'm trying to learn from in my own life even in the distance even in two different worlds even with two different career paths you know like uh, and that just shows like that at a human level we're all connected and we all go through the same kind of little things um but also, like, what can you learn from the other person? And I think, for example, you mentioned like the darker times. Um, I always admire your resilience and your just your determination and all of that stuff um, coming from harder times. Because, as you mentioned on the the first episode of your podcast, um, what actually led you to this path? was um your brother passing which is a really sad story and a lot of people can just stop in that and uh, actually I didn't know about your brother when we started talking you know like this came afterwards and I was just like I just learned to appreciate you and love you more knowing all of that darkness that Became light, and I think a lot of the times we hide that darkness. And I myself, I, I tend to want to be perfect in a lot of ways, and I just love that with you. I can like sometimes I'm like, see I just need to run, like all of those things, you know. And um, not that long ago, my grandma passed away, and I think it was so beautiful to have you in my life because our relationship has always been through the distance, so I just don't know any other way of being your friend right now. Uh, But it was like, guys, I felt so accompanied by Essie in the distance, and it wasn't that she was talking to me all the time. She was just making sure to check up on me, and she was like, hey, Anna, I know you're not ready to talk about this yet, but just know that I'm here whenever you need to. And I don't know if it's because you had that experience where you knew exactly what I needed in the moment, Um, but it was just so powerful and I felt you so much closer than a lot of my friends who are in the same hometown, like who are exactly where I'm at, who have accompanied me my entire life. Like, Like I have some friends that I've had since I was two years old, and somehow I felt you more present. I felt you more caring. And I felt like your friendship, well, your friendship means a lot to me in general, but I feel like with within my grieving process, it was just so powerful. And I feel like we've had, well, this was a specific event, I guess, with my grandmother made me really, really realize um, how important it can be to be there for someone in the distance but also like it's not the first time that something bad happens while we've been friends for both of us and I think we've learned so much just to be there for each other and to understand what the other person needs at a specific time and I think like I really appreciate that because no matter what I always feel accompanied you know like because I have that friendship with you like I know that if I die Essie will freaking know because I will not text back. And she'll be like, what's going on? And send the FBI or something, you know? So I think it's really important that um, we get to be there for each other. And, like, I feel you so present in my life. Like, my parents, when they hear the audience, they're like, oh, is that Essie? Oh, how is she? You know, like, even my parents already know. Even my family. Like, my other friends know about you just because like that's how present you are in my life
1: mm. oh I love it. and that's it. and that's really the proof of it isn't it that with technology that you know we have voice messages and all these things and doing video calls that we can be present but it's also interesting to note that that you and I most of you know, the few years now that we've been friends, most of our communication has happened only with voice notes and text messages. I mean, I think it's like a handful of times that we've actually hopped on a video call.
0: Oh yeah, it's been like three times. We're really bad at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we
1: are. But, but that's also to kind of add so people can get an idea that even if you don't do the video calls, which you have access to, we've managed to build this connection. I completely agree with everything that you, you shared and said, and it really, really went to my heart space. So thank you for saying all those things. And I feel the same way. It's whenever I've been, you know, I was in LA having a rough time or even, you know, here in London being on my own, like I, I feel your presence. And it's like, that's the thing, like energy travels. You're with me when, when I listen to your voice notes or I get a message from you, I know you're there. And, that's the proof of and i hope that the the listeners will get out of this story is that we 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 long for the physical presence that's human and that's okay but you can also feel and connect and have the person present with you i think it's just a matter of again a perspective and how do you make the effort to connect and like you and i like what said where recently actually in self-isolation we've spoken a little bit less but also it's because of those things that you've gone through a rough time but it's about giving each other that space sometimes also that even if you give space and the other person needs space like you did it doesn't mean that I'm not there and I love that you touched on the fact how just saying I'm there because I wish 2017 when my when my brother passed and then like in the the months following that i was just i was just hoping someone would have just said that i'm here because i had my friends and family back in finland and then i was in london on my own doing the CNN an internship and there's more about that if you're interested to listen in the first episode where i tell that story but and and then all my friends in the states they were there so i was on my own but i would have given anything that i would have gotten that kind of message that I sent you, that, hey, I don't know if you're ready to talk, but I'm here, whatever you need, because that's really everything. And we've talked about presence. Knowing that someone is there present, even if they're not physically, but knowing that, just knowing that someone says, I am here, I am here, makes the biggest, biggest difference. It's not about the fact that you're like, you can fix it for them or you can make it all better because you cannot, you cannot make it better. Especially when it comes to moments of loss, that loss cannot be taken away. They're going to have to live with that loss for the rest of their lives. But the fact that you can see I'm here is that I can be here with your reality and with that loss that you've gone through. Um, and I think, and you shared something really uh, beautiful with me the other day when we were chatting, uh, kind of link into this, how um, we've discussed this, that also knowing with that kind of level of presence that being alone doesn't mean you're lonely. And I've made a post about this, but can you touch on this a little bit, Anna, from your side of things? I would love my listeners to hear your take on that.
0: Well, yeah, I think for both you and I, we've, We've lived in so many different cities, and we're always chasing different dreams, and we, I mean, we love our homes, but we know that's not our specific space to be in, um, at least not anytime soon. And so when we're alone, you know, it's a different feeling. Like, you can feel alone being right next to, like, you can feel lonely being right next to somebody, and I've had that feeling, and that is heartbreaking, so when you feel alone and you are actually alone in a space it's like okay yeah i'm physically alone right now that's fine i acknowledge this but i am not lonely like i have people that i can speak to and if you feel like you cannot speak to your friends then maybe it's time you get new friends you know because people do actually care about you people do actually want to hear from you and sometimes i feel like we stop ourselves we're like oh i don't want to bug this person or maybe they're busy but at the end of the day and like i mentioned before in a human level we're all connected and we all want that company and we all have those same fears of not knowing if i should reach out or not and i think With your friendship, I've learned whatever, man, like sometimes I could send you a six minute message that really doesn't say much, but just like, you know, ranting about whatever. But through that, we've gotten so many ideas. Like sometimes we use this as like, uh, you know, like you're just talking and you're like, oh, now I get it. Now I understand. And so like the power of just being able to talk to someone, to be there for someone and, and to know that you're not alone and to know that you can reach out, and that by reaching out, maybe you're reaching someone who also wanted that connection, to also wanted, who also wanted to be in touch with someone else, especially in these times. And I think moving forward, because like you said, I think people can really listen to this at any point in time and relate. And like any time moving forward, if you're an international student. If you're someone who doesn't live at home or if you're someone that lives at home but doesn't feel accompanied, know that you're not alone Like, and you don't have to be accompanied physically to be accompanied when it comes to energy. And like, you can just really talk to people, reach out and know that someone's there. And I think we've been really great with that. And I always, I love, I love knowing that I'm not fully alone ever because I can reach out to you at any moment. And also, like, I have some magnificent friends when I started, like, actually seeing, like, hmm, what friendships do do actually serve me, what friendships don't. And being able to say, okay, you know what? This friendship doesn't serve me anymore. I'm going to focus my energy on the ones that do because friendships do require a lot of energy, any kind of relationship does, so you should really invest it on the ones that are also investing that relation, like that energy into your relationship with them, and just know that you're never alone, and you're never, you should never feel like you're a pain in the ass, sorry about that word, but you should never feel like you're a pain in the ass for anybody, because that's what friendships are for, that's what friends are for, and that kind of connection is what we all actually want in the core of our humanity.
1: Absolutely, and I love that you touched on the fact that you, we're never alone because we, we might feel lonely, but we're never alone because we are in, on this earth together. There's like, well, 1 billion, how many, God knows how many people on, on this earth. We're never alone. So that's also the distinction between that word alone and lonely is huge. Oh, I'm so alone. No, you're not. There is someone next door. We are never alone in this earth, but we can feel lonely. But then like you said so beautifully is that reach out and also knowing that this kind of, oh, but I don't want to bother anybody or I don't want to. And someone said this to me lately. um, It's really any form of relationship is about what you said, kind of the darkness that I had gone through just made you love me more, that it's that relationships really get stronger if you also accept the darkness. And when the other person might go to that dark place or they might go to the bottom, the other person will be that light and will be that one who you know lifts the other person up. And that's okay. We are human beings and meant to be connected. We're all interconnected and we're not meant to be alone. We're not meant to be lone wolves. We're pack animals. So it's okay for you to also, and this is something that I have worked a lot lately, is that it's okay for me to show also that shadow side. And I think, and I want to kind of finish this interview by saying thank you to you, because you have you've given me courage and the level of trust that we've built, even though from afar that I can show that dark side and I can show, and you've sticked around, which is huge for me. You've stuck around, you're there. And also the way that we've been able to be with each other, even through those dark times and lift each other up. I think it's the, it's the one of the most beautiful things that I cherish in our friendship, truly.
0: No, thank you. Thank you. Like I've said I'd like throughout all this interview, like I really appreciate having you there, knowing that I'm not alone, knowing that you're there and and that there's someone that I can always talk to. And it doesn't matter where I am, it doesn't matter the time of or day, you know, like we're always there for each other and distance is not a limitation for us. It's actually encouraged us to be more connected.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's almost like distance doesn't need to stop you from connection, but it can actually encourage it in mm. a way. Mm. Well, thank you for today. Oh, so, so lovely. I always like to do at the very end these kind of fun and you might already know what's coming if you've listened to my other. Well, you have listened to my other episodes. Yes, yeah, so. I. Of course you do, because you're all. You know, you listen, you're present, you give me feedback. Of course you do. So how I always. But yeah, but first, like, thank you for sharing everything that you've shared and being so authentic. And and like I said, it's been so lovely to connect with you this way. I feel it was like a, you know, trip down the memory lane, but also, for us to. You know, from afar, since you know you're in Colombia, I'm in England. When we're recording this, it was a wonderful new way of us to connect and also share a story, and hopefully, will inspire many others. So, just want to say thank you before we do our little wrap up game at the end. <laughs> no, thank you. Okay, so how this will work? I will say a few beginnings of a sentence. And then I would just love you to kind of finish that sentence in, in some sort of way. Yeah? Okay. Okay. So, okay. So, <laughs> okay. so the, I, I, I'm like so looking forward to like hear what you're going to say to this. Okay. I'm so, so nervous
0: right
1: now. <laughs> I love it. I need to be nervous. Okay. So, connection for me means.
0: Connection for me means being present, actually present, not distracted by anything else. Listening, not only words or sounds, but listening with all of my senses.
1: Mm. Oh, that's so good. Okay, so movement for me
0: means... Movement for me means always going forward, never going back, not even to take impulse. I can pause, but I'm always going forward, even if it's movement in my mind, in my heart, or in my actual body or soul.
1: Mm. The most important thing in any form of relationship is
0: the most important thing in any form of relationship is communication and trust for me
1: Mm, I, I agree I agree those are key pillars the most impactful relationship I've had or I have
0: okay um the most impactful relationship i i have or i i've had um has been with myself man it's it's challenging and it's an everyday work but but we're getting there we're getting there
1: oh (laughs) i love that oh that's so good i'm just gonna leave it there that was perfect (laughs) I mean, honestly, I always say the most important relationship is the one that we have with ourselves. And we've spoken about relationship with others. And I think that wraps it up so wonderfully that no relationship can be successful if you don't have a good relationship with yourself. And I'm sure you agree with that.
0: (laughs) For sure. It's a work in progress. Like I said, it's everyday work, but you know, it's worth it. And it's made me so happy to just work on my relationship with myself.
1: Mm. Well, thank you, Anna, for being here. It really meant the world that you you, you did this for, for my broadcast. This has been amazing. It's been lovely to connect with you this way. I'm so grateful.
0: No, Thank you so much. I'm really excited to have been here. Um, I really appreciate that you invited me. I hope uh, that our conversation can really inspire others and help them connect with themselves and with others without any excuses not distance not time zone any of that you know because there's always a way to connect even in the distance so i really thank you for for this this was really really amazing
1: this was amazing thank you thank you anna okay guys so please subscribe please share please review this podcast whatever and also like i said in the beginning please share the power of stories like it these kind of stories and connections, and this is what I want to do. I want to, I want to serve through stories. I'm a storyteller, but these kind of stories and the power of them—they can only be spread if you share. And s- stories can heal, and they can help someone to feel like Anna and I talked about that you are not alone. Our stories are our superpower, so let's share them and let's connect over them and let's bring out togetherness. I'm your host Esti super and I'll see you next time. And like I always say keep connecting, keep moving. Hello lovelies. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say a huge thank you for listening to this episode of Moving Dialogues. If you're wanting to support the growth of this podcast, there is a donation link below so I can keep on bringing even more moving stories your way better than ever. I thank you so much for your continuous support. It doesn't go unnoticed. I'll see you next time. Much love.